Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The more experience I gather, the more I realize that, man, everything is a test. Um, this Sunday, I'm going to be talking about what the test reveals in us. You know, how we deal with others, how we deal with ourselves, just different things. So what the test reveals in us. But tonight, I want to talk about the test and what we can get from being tested. Okay? Um, test... In Scripture, you can also look at it as a trial, a tribulation, a hard time. Um, some have even gone so far as to call a test, maybe a dry season. Got to hear Pastor Joel Stocksteel speak, and he's one of the people that we trust at this church. That we, He's spoken to this church before, and we just love him, and we know him. He's a friend of our family now, and some of you have met him and heard him here, and Pastor Joel Stocksteel. And he's, he was talking just a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, he said, people are going through a dry season, and that's normal. Go through a dry season. He said, but remember, you still need to be seeking God in the dry season. The dry season is never an excuse for, I'm just not going to seek God. Now, hey, don't get me wrong. There's times where you're going through it, and you're like, I don't feel like reading my Bible. That, that's the time when you really need to read it. That's the time you need to struggle and scrape and figure out a way to listen to it. That's the time when you need to drag yourself to church, okay, when you're going through the dry season. Because when you're going through the dry season, which may be a test, and I believe a dry season is a test, or a wilderness season, it is a test. But you really need to seek God, okay? Even if, even, your, even if your prayer is, Lord, don't let go of me. And he's not going to, but if you need that to help you, I've just prayed, God, all I can say is the name of Jesus right now. I don't know what else to say. I'm struggling, I'm hurting, I'm heartbroken. I don't know what else to say or do. I'm just going to call out to you, help me, comfort me. But seek him, whatever that looks like, seek him. And stay in his word and stay praying, okay? So during the trial, the tribulation, the test, the hard time. Now, if you trust God during the test and respond humbly, I know this to be a fact in my life. I've seen it in countless other lives. You will grow and improve. You guys have heard the saying, and we kind of make jokes about it now. It's kind of Christianese. It's Christian lingo and Christian jargon. You can either get better or you can get bitter. We make jokes about that, but that is actually a really powerful statement because some people go through stuff and they just get bitter and they blame God and they blame others mm. you know what I I stopped the blame game a long time ago and when we're going through a test we've got to remember not to blame others because they are going to make their mistakes and you may be in a test because of somebody's let, let's just get real forgive my language stupid decision not all the time but it may be that way sometimes but still, man, you know what? We're in the test for a reason. Now we've got to ask ourselves, what can I get from being tested? What can I receive from God? How can I grow? How can I change through this? What, what am I going to receive from this test? And that has helped me as a believer, not just as a pastor, but as a believer to say, you know what? This helps my faith to go, when I get through this test, I'm going to talk about it. That's a form of faith. Is how am I going to feel when, I'm, when I've gotten through this? Oh, I'm going to feel relieved. I'm going to feel like a burden's off my back. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to praise God about it. I remember I've, I've struggled with depression a couple times in my life, and I remember those seasons well. And I remember when I was in those seasons, that helped me get through. And I struggled through, and people can say, oh, it's genetic, or it was demonic oppression, or 
Maybe I was vitamin deficient. There's all kinds of theories, and some say, oh, it's just mental illness. Well, I'm not mentally ill. I'm just not. Um, but I do know that I went, I struggled through some months of depression at various times. And I remember when I was struggling, I don't know if any of you have ever been through that. And I don't know who this is for tonight, but you feel like it's the end of the world because you feel hopeless. But I want to tell you something. When I was going through that, and it became a test. I remember one in particular, 2002. It was like six months of it. I remember when it started, and I don't exactly remember when it ended exactly, but I remember just about the day that it started. I woke up, and something was different. And I was at a relative's house, and it was over the Christmas holiday in 2001. And I don't know if I'd overdone it, overexerted myself, or I was burnt out, or what it was, or I just wasn't eating right. I don't know. Because your food can affect how you feel as well, even emotionally. But I don't know what it was exactly, but it was a test. And I remember when I was in that test, I was like, I can't wait till I get through this so I can testify about it. And I know that sounds crazy, but I was like, when I get past this, because I'm going to get past this with God's help and the people around me, their help, I'm going to testify about it. And remember, when you're going through anything or you're struggling through anything, that's your faith when you say, when I cross this barrier, when I cross this, when I pass this test, it might just be a B plus, but I'm going to pass it. It might be an 85. What's an 85? That's a good strong B, right? B plus, I think, is it 86 or 87, teach? 87, maybe? 87. So 85, 86 is, I remember teachers, I didn't know if they felt bad for me. They're like, that's a good solid B, Matt. I'm like, I wanted an A. And they're like, I know, but you got a B and I can't round it up. It's an 86. I'm all extra credit. Like, it's too late. It's the end of the six weeks. We used to do, they still do six weeks or they do nine weeks? Okay, I remember six weeks. When you're in the test, you got to remember and say, you know what? When I get past this, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to testify about it. And I've even learned while I'm going through the test to talk about it, not just hide it from everybody. You guys have seen that. You guys, everybody in here has heard me speak for a while now. Some of you, it may have only been five months, six months. Some, it's been years. And I've been able to be your pastor for years. And you know that even when I'm going through the test, I'll talk about it. And I'll praise God about it. But I'll be real about it. And that helps. That helps when you talk about it, okay, at the right time. But what can I get from being tested? What can I get from the test? We have seasons of high stress. We have seasons of mistakes. We have seasons of whatever it is, whatever's causing it. We're going through a tough time, a tribulation, a trial, and Scripture talks about it a lot. But number one tonight, here's what I gather from being tested, and I believe this is for all of us, and that is lessons learned. <laughs> It's tough because I remember teachers saying this too. Say, well, you should have learned this before the test. Yeah, but there's been times where it took me until the test, and then I never forgot it, even in school. I said, man, Y is equal to MX plus B. Is that even a real thing? Is that a real? Is that is that a linear equation? It's been a long time, Mika. What can I say? So it's been a long time, but uh. Sometimes you take a test and you miss that, but then you're like, I'm never going to miss that again. I, I remember taking tests in, in school and going, I should have learned this before the test, but I really got it now that I ugh, took the test and I messed it up, or I figured it out during the test. Any of you ever done that? You were struggling, struggling, and the test, God was merciful, or your mind just snapped into place, and you go, wait, I get this now. I remember this now. Okay. But during the test... Sometimes it's hard to get help, huh? The man of God years ago, he said, during the test, sometimes the teacher's quiet. 
they'll talk to you, but they'll say, we'll talk after the test. Because I was always trying to, trying to hustle somebody on helping me. <laughs> even on, I, not often, but even on the test, I'd like go, hey, but does this mean? And they're like, if I give you that, then I've given you the answer. Bye. Okay. So you can learn lessons from the test. The tests and trials of life, they're great teachers. They're great teachers. I could do that better. I won't do that again, or I'll do this next time. Let's go to Philippians 4.12. This is an interesting text for this. The Apostle Paul says here, he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. He'd, he'd experienced some stuff, hadn't he? He said, I have learned. Somebody say, I have learned. If he's learned, that means he's taken some tests. He's been through the proverbial school of hard knocks. I have learned the secret of living in every what? In every situation. Now that covers a lot. The secret of living in every situation. This, man, God must have revealed the secret to him and took him through some tests and some trials. Whether it is a, with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And look at this. For I can do, one translation says, all things. This translation says everything. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Or who strengthens me. Let's just leave that verse on there a while because you can make it through the test. Some of you right now, I have no idea unless you spoke up and said, Pastor Matt, I'm in a test. I'm in a trial. I wouldn't know unless God revealed it to me. But some of you are looking at me like, maybe, huh? Maybe you know exactly what I'm talking about. A test. Going through it. Hmm, you can learn a lesson from the test. Did you ever get a test handed back to you by a teacher and they'd marked it up and you were like, ah, I almost got it. I missed that by point one, or I left one letter off that or I misspelled that. They only took off minus one point, but I knew that. I knew that. I'm never going to forget that again. I knew that. Did you know teachers did so well with me in this area that I'm st I still struggle? And that is I don't want to write with a red pen. Boy, that was ingrained in me. Someone the other day handed me a red pen to sign a receipt. I'm like, you don't have any other pens in here? And she laughed, and I said, okay, I'll just sign it, but we're not supposed to write in red, are we? My teacher told me. She goes, I know, it feels weird to me, but it's all I have. I said, okay. Signed a receipt with a red pen. I'm like, man, I've, I've had homework graded. And I've, I've, I've been through some tests. I've learned some lessons. You know what I've learned? I've learned, look at this, this is very practical and very physical, not very spiritual. I've learned, for the most part, what foods I do well with and what foods I don't. Allergies, if you will. We're rediscovering lately, my dad, he found some amazing health products, they're packed with vitamins, supposedly they have all 90 of the vitamins and minerals your body needs. Well, something happened when I started taking those, it seems like one of my allergies lessened. And I don't know how we figured that out. My wife seemed to know woman's intuition or God told her. She's like, I don't think you're, she said, I don't think you're allergic to dairy like you think you are. That sounded almost sacrilegious, Sister Debbie. I'm like, baby, do you know what you're saying? I'm not allergic to dairy. She goes, she's like, I don't know. She goes, I honestly, this is going to sound weird. She goes, I honestly think you have more of a gluten allergy than a dairy allergy. I go, really? But what about even when we got married? I was 30 when we got married and I would get these awful acne and she goes I don't think she goes I think you've had some vitamin deficiencies she goes haven't some things cleared up though since you started taking these vitamins that your dad suggested I said yeah she goes 
try dairy a little bit at a time. So I got excited, Johnny, because I've always had a relationship with dairy. I mean, it's been years since I've been, been off it. I would still do a little ranch dressing. I would do yogurt because the good bacteria, I'm fine on that for some reason. Some health doctors don't even consider uh, yogurt as dairy. But over the years, I learned lessons, and I did have seasons where I think dairy affected me more than it did now. I'm getting older. I'm getting vitamins I need now. I don't know, but guess what? We went on vacation. This is a praise report. I should have added this to the good news earlier. I'm going to do it now in grandstand. This is, I had ice cream like every day of vacation, and it was, it was good. I love soy ice cream because I just like ice cream. You know, I like almond ice cream, but there's nothing like just good old ice cream. Just a scoop of chocolate, man. I think I got a scoop of chocolate. I had strawberry one day. I didn't like it as much. It just The place where we went, all, all the ice creams tasted like they had coconut mixed in with it, too. I don't know why, but the chocolate was still good, and so I'd put it on a cone and eat it. I think I did that once a day. <clears throat> I'm saying this. In life, you learn lessons through the trial. And for me, that was a trial when I said, wait, I can't put cheese Whiz on my sandwich? I can't have nachos? You mean I can't do ice cream? I love ice cream. You mean I can't? It affects me? Because when I was younger, I'd be eating ice cream, and while I ate it, my nose would stuff up. And I hate having a stuffed-up nose. I don't know how y'all are, are about that, but that's a lesson I've learned. I hate having to breathe through my mouth. <sighs> I just hate it. It's like I'm a dog. The dogs come in, and I'm always like, oh, we got some mouth breathers in here. They're all <laughs> hot breath everywhere. And when you're stopped up in your nose, you have to do that. But I've learned lessons even about food in life. I've learned lessons about what my wife likes. I've learned about what she loves. I've learned about what she tolerates. And I've learned about, she's going to say something to me about that later, even if it's not now. Because we're opposites in so many ways. I'm an extrovert. She's an introvert. I recharge with people usually. And man, she pours out, and, and she loves people. She loves people, but she needs time to recharge. Now, everybody does. We've talked about that before, but she's like, she's told me before, baby, you're wonderful, and you're fun, and you're loving, and she's told me all these great things, and I'm like, here we go. What, what's going on? And she says, but baby, you're so loud. <laughs> and here's what's bad about being loud for me, guys. This is a lesson that I've learned. Here's what's bad about being loud for me is, I'm not just loud at times. I'm ill-timed. I've showed up at an odd time at our house, and Jen was like, I got all my work done. I was at the church. I did this. I checked. I, I'm going to be at home resting, and I'll forget, and what do I do when I close the front door? And I come in just, <laughs> I'm just loud. And I walk in and go, honey, I'm home, trying to be funny because we don't even call each other honey. Honey, I'm home. And then it's quiet. Hey, I've been walking down the hall talking, and I go, and she's asleep, poor thing. She's like, you woke me up, or whatever. <laughs> I've had to learn. That we're different. We're different. I've learned lessons pastoring. Oh, man. I've there's been trials and tests in pastoring, and I've learned lessons where I said, I'm not going to do that again. Okay. Now, tonight, I have it set up uniquely in that as part of the test, you're going to see that each step leads into the next one. I don't think I'm even going to get through this all tonight. I think we'll talk about this again next week, this, this same context. But before I get into my next point, let's go to Proverbs 17.3. This is going to be one of our texts for this series, Proverbs 17.3. This is powerful. 
Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, right? How do you get pure silver or more pure silver or more pure gold? You heat it up and burn off impurities. And the more pure it is, the more valuable it is. Okay? And this is interesting. Everything has a melting point. And they're different melting points and boiling points. That'll preach, right? So it just depends. What is your boiling point? What's your melting point? That's just a question for you when you go through the test. God knows what you need. You say, man, God put this test on me. No, not necessarily. Sometimes others put us through a trial or test. Sometimes we put ourselves through a trial or test. Sometimes it's just life and living in a fallen world, and it happens, and there was an accident that was caused or whatever, but I know this. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. The Lord tests the heart. One of God's big goals in life for you, apart from accepting Jesus, and this ties in really, is getting your mind renewed and making sure your heart's right and your motives are right. We've all dealt with that. We're human. We've learned behaviors. We've been hurt. We've gone through stuff. God wants our hearts to be right, though. And so with that in mind, from lessons learned, our lessons learned take us to this next place, and this is point two tonight, and that's wisdom. Because you, you learn a lesson, and that's some knowledge, but then you go, hmm, now I have experience. I love it when you go to the doctor, or you deal with a mechanic, or a professional, or a nurse, or somebody who's been through stuff, and they go, don't worry about that. Here's what's going to happen with that. That'll fix itself. I've seen that before. Don't you love that? And they just relax you. Or a police officer, or somebody with experience, or a fireman, they say, hey, don't worry about that. Here's how we'll handle it. We're going to take care of that. Don't worry about it. Or, or somebody who's, who's, whose profession is a certain thing that you need at the time. And they go, don't worry about that. Here's what's going on, and here's how we can fix it. Because some problems look big, huh? I remember this. I, I was it? must have been last summer, about a year ago. Our, what is that? The, the garbage disposal, right, in the sink? Something happened, and my wife told me right away. She's like, baby, I don't know what happened exactly, but I don't know what had fallen in there, and they, it got turned on. There was a lot of cooking going on, and because the drain's big to go into the disposal, right? It's a pretty big drain. Well, something fell in there, so you turned on and go, err, err. It just it wouldn't do anything. And the first thing I think is, because I'm a penny pincher, I'm like, oh, boy, how much is that going to cost, right? <laughs> what do we got to do with that? So I remember... But it was crazy. I went, Lord, I don't know what this is, but you're going to work it out. I can't see it. I can't figure it out. So then my wife is like, no, I think if you can get in there and look, this is on a Saturday, you might be able to fix it. Well, at some point, I kept messing with it. It strained too much, and it flipped a breaker. I think those things have a built-in little breaker on the bottom of them. Uh-huh. Y'all are experienced. I'm getting some heads going like this. Yeah, I didn't know that. Y'all are going, uh-huh, I knew about it. Maybe you've owned a home longer than me. So... I went, huh. So the next day I came to church and Noe was here and he fixes appliances. And I said, what about the garbage disposal? He said, did you know there's a reset switch on the bottom of it? I said, obviously not. So I'm going to do that. So I went home and reset it. I thought it just needs to be reset. Well, no, there was something still stuck. So I get in there with a flashlight and sure enough, there was, I'll never forget. It was about the color of your shirt, Sister Debbie. It was a piece of purple plastic. I don't remember what it was even from, but it was jammed into the sidewall of the garbage disposal so it couldn't turn. 
Oh, and I got my trusty little, this is where I really feel handy, Johnny. I'm not super handy, but I have a tool bag, and I have some, are they, what's needle nose pliers? Does anybody, are those the ones that have a long, long nose on them? Brother Frank, those are so useful for so many things. I mean, you could even pluck the nose hairs with those. They're just, they could reach way up into your brain and pull things out. I've never tried it, I promise. Y'all are looking at me weird, but they're so useful. So I got right in there, and I grabbed that thing, and when you know, it came right out. It couldn't release itself. I couldn't get it out with my fingers, but I pulled it out. Well, now it won't come on. But based on someone else's experience, I was able to gather a little wisdom now. So I had the plastic thing out. I reached under, hit the reset button. My wife called from the other room. Baby, I knew you'd figure it out. I was pleased. I almost blushed. I went, oh, man, praise God. Got to talk to somebody, somebody else's wisdom. But your lessons learned, they lead to wisdom. And your experience is a great component of you being able to properly apply the lessons you've learned. Okay? Are you still with me? Experience. Experience. I don't know. Just in my mind, there's something about somebody who's older and who's been through some stuff. I'm amazed sometimes when I, I talk to my dad, and it's just not a big deal. He's just been through it. He's been through it. He's, he's experienced stuff. I'll never forget. This is, this is I'm thinking of Sophie because she's right here, and it's her birthday. But I remember in um, December of 2016, so weird, right? December of 2016, we had a drain problem with my wife's shower. It's just a shower. And Sophie told me she'd, she'd found out about it, and she goes, Matt, don't worry about it. It's just maintenance. It's just, it's just owning a house. And I was like thinking, yeah, I know, Sophie, but... It's expensive maintenance, and I knew what I knew that was going to be a mess, but it, was, it did comfort me, someone who had experienced it. They've owned a home a long time, longer than me, and lived in their home together a long time. So she said, it's just maintenance, and yeah, it's just part of life. It's part of life. Some jokers are used to live at our house. You know what they did? Some smart guy from the oil field. When we got down in there into 2017, maybe uh, February of 2017, they had to tear up the shower, had to break up some concrete in the house it was crazy it was a mess and uh sister debbie i recall you you know about concrete powder in the air you experience wisdom from lessons learned and they got down in there and guess what some wise guy from the oil field who used to live in that house i guess he'd put acid down there to clear out the drain when the guy gets down there the plumber goes hey man matt y'all are such good people he said i'm sorry this happened to y'all he goes this isn't your fault this was here a while he goes have you ever put anything down the I go, no. He goes, well, it looked like old damage. It really did. He goes, how long have you lived here? I told him. He goes, he said, maybe it was an oil field guy or somebody who got bad advice, but they put some kind of acid down. And he said, that doesn't work good with those metal pipes. He said, part of the pipe was eaten away. It looked like it was from acid. He said, it didn't just rust and cave in. It looked like acid. He said, they thought they were doing a good thing. He said, we'll get it fixed once and for all. You won't ever have to mess with it again. You know, they put the PVC in there. But, hey, man, lessons learned wisdom. I wasn't going to put acid in there anyway, but there were people that had experience and they taught me some stuff through that. Once we've experienced things in the test, we can use what we've encountered for our benefit and for the benefit of others. And I believe it helps your praise with God sometimes when you've experienced stuff and you know his track record. and You're like, God, you've delivered me from this before or you've delivered me from tough situations. I'm just going to praise you, God. That helps me. I don't know about y'all, but there's times in prayer I've prayed with my wife or personally where I said, God, you've always taken care of us. You have an amazing track record. You're going to take care of this, God. This is not a big deal to you. 
So tonight I want you to really be thinking about the test, the trial, the tribulation, lessons learned, and how it leads to wisdom in your life. Okay, we're going to talk more about this next week. We'll go in a different direction this Sunday on the test as I officially start the series on Sunday morning. But let's pray tonight. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe you're going through a test. I do not know. But I know God is speaking to you. I know he's speaking to you. Even in the test, you're learning stuff. I know. And you may have seasons in the test, like I mentioned earlier, where you're like, man, the, the, the teacher isn't talking too much. Yeah, but God, I know he speaks to us even through the test. Sometimes it's here and there. Sometimes it's not just how you want it or what you didn't. It's not what you think you needed, but God is showing you stuff in the test. He's spoken to me so many times in the test and through the test. And after the test, he's spoken to me so much. And you're, you're his child just as much as I am. And I'm no better than you. We may be different in some ways. But you are his child just as much as I am. And God is going to speak to you in the test, through the test, and after the test. And I don't know the test that you're walking through right now, but you're going to get an A on it. You say, man, I'll be happy to get a B. Well, you get a B plus then in Jesus' name, but you're going to get through this test. You're not going to fail it. You're not going to fail it. They say if we don't learn from our mistakes and from our history and don't learn history, we'll repeat the same mistakes. Oh, and it's so true. It's so true. Even historically speaking about a nation, about the United States of America, or about world history, we've got to teach history. We've got to learn history because we don't want to repeat the same mistakes. We want to learn a lesson and then turn that lesson into wisdom in our lives. Just to make sure tonight, before we go on, is there anybody who needs to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of their life. Is there anybody in this house? Anybody at all? All right. If you need help from God through the test right now, go ahead and raise your hand. It's between you and God right now. If you need help in the test, God's with you. Thank you for your honesty. You're in the test. God is with you. God bless you. Love you all very much, and God loves you even more. The love of God is perfect. He is love, and he's with you in this test. Father, whoever is going through a test right now, continue to speak to them and help them and heal them and strengthen them, God. Bring them out of the test, God, and give them hope for the other side of the test so they can say, man, when I am out of this, I'm going to rejoice. But even to the point of saying, man, this test is going to end at some point. While I'm in the test, I'm going to rejoice like David did in the Psalms. I'm going to rejoice. I will praise you yet again, God. And for those who are in, not in a test right now, they've been through tests, God. I know that. Prepare us for the next test because they're coming. It's just life. They're on their way. Many times we're just out of a test and a new one begins. Kids in school say, man, another test? I remember that. Say, another test? Yeah, there's always tests. Some classes, it's like there was a test every Friday. That's the way the teachers did the lesson plan. There was a test every week, it seems like. Sometimes there'd be some weeks where there wasn't, but... There's usually tests, and some tests are on the heels of another test. I remember some Fridays back in the day when I was in school going, man, I have a class and I have a test in six of my seven classes. How on earth are we going to get through this? And I just remember thinking, no, I just got to get through it, and we'll be done, and we'll praise God, and hopefully we passed them all, did our best. Those in a test, God is going to deliver you. He's going to help you. He's going to teach you. He's going to speak to you. You're going to grow, and you're going to get better. Decide, 
I'm going to, this test may push some stuff to the surface, but I'm going to grow up and get better. I'm going to grow up in Christ and get better in Jesus' name. And others who are not 